Have you ever had the worst week of your life and it's only noon on Monday? This can throw off everything and create the feeling of confusion and disorder. And that's when we stop and say, I'm all discombobulated. Carly Rockin' in the School of Life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. <laughs> I hope you didn't miss me for the past couple of weeks. I know I'm supposed to have a video up every Friday, but as my intro said, I got a little discombobulated and wasn't able to do a show. I'll get into that in a little bit. So that's actually why we're doing this today. But first, let's get through some business. If you're watching me right here on YouTube, Make sure to hit the like, the subscribe, and ring the bell so that you know when my videos come up. And if you prefer audio, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to check me out on Facebook, because I'm there too. <laughs> All right, so we're going <laughs> to get into this today. Don't forget to check out your Wild Bull products and uh, the link in the description. And also merchandise you can get that logo that's in the background and that logo that spins at the beginning you can get that logo on a t-shirt so you can support the pod and wear the gear all right so <laughs> i don't know i'm just trying new stuff we'll see what happens <laughs> so i'm going to talk about being discombobulated today and the reason why this actually comes up is because you know usually you, you hear in my intro it says whatever's on my brain and uh, you know living life loving Jesus you have to deal with things in life all the stinking time so when stuff kind of messes you up you got to be ready for it and not just ready for it but you have to understand it and you have to find a way to get through it and continue to do what you were what your plan is but first let me we hear this word I believe all the time discombobulated and the actual definition of it is confusion or disorder so <laughs> i'm at home i spend my time at home and 99 percent of the time i'm home um, i'm currently on disability don't know why god hasn't healed me whatever i'm not worried about that so here's the deal uh, so i have i have four three grandkids yeah three grandkids that live with me both my wife and my granddaughter and my daughter work so I'm not going to say I get stuck with the grandkids. I get to be a cool grandfather for a week. But when when one of the kids gets sick and now they can't go to school and, and, and everything kind of gets thrown for a loop, you're supposed to do this on Tuesday, but now you got to pick up the kids. and this. So all this stuff starts to happen in my life. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, whatever. So I got to take care of that. And the week before that, my father-in-law passed away. He went on to be with the Lord, which is neither here nor there. But we had to drive all the way out to Arizona, take care of certain businesses and things like that. So we had to deal with those things. And guess what? It fell on my recording day. And so it kind of threw everything for a loop. So I got, I was telling people, you know, I got a little discombobulated. And then my church, uh, we're, we're launching a new campus in the Hemet San Jacinto area. And so I, I run production for that, where I help out with production, run production, whatever. And I uh, and I work with the senior pet with the the campus pastor or location pastor, so we had a bunch of stuff going on, and then all these other things are happening on top of that. So we had to figure out a bunch of stuff, and it just really took us out of routine. <laughs> so 
we were quote unquote discombobulated. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about discombobulation <laughs> just because of that. So when we are discombobulated, we are out of routine or something has jumped into the mix of our lives that changes the direction that we were headed. So like in my case, my kids, one of my grandkids got sick. Now I got to find a sitter. Can I still, my, my, my daughter says, can I still go to work? How, do, how does this happen? Um, or a family member dies, like in my shape. Got to change everything so that I can get out and do the help and the things like that. Or maybe it's as simple as you woke up late for work. And, you, and your, your brain is going, ah, work is going to be all mad at me and, and this and that and so on and so forth. And then you get a flat tire on your way to work and you're already late because you slept in. <laughs> well, you might as well call in sick. So your day gets all discombobulated. And things in life that disrupt our, order, our orderly day, even if we don't feel that we are routine people, we actually are. And when something messes with our regular routine, we feel like the whole world is falling apart around us. Now, when I say that, most people get up in the morning, they get a cup of coffee, they get a bowl of cereal, eat some fruit, do something that's very, very routine. And they're like, I'm not a routine person. But you'll find yourself doing these very specific things. I go to work at this time, or I, or I do my business at this time, I do my calls at this time. And, and all these things, you actually find yourself in a routine, even if you don't realize you're a routine person. So when something gets thrown into that, you get discombobulated. So when these things are happening, we have to find a place of focus instead of letting whatever's happening ruin our week. And we need to find that place of joy in the process of whatever's going on and adjust accordingly. So just imagine, I'm going to put it to you this way. Just imagine being Joseph for a minute. I'm talking Mary and Joseph here. Just So just imagine being Joseph for a minute. When he gets the news that Mary is pregnant. <laughs> I believe that this must have completely thrown him for a loop. I'm pretty sure his whole week, his whole day, and life just became discombobulated. He was not with Mary in that way, and for her to be prego was not in the plan. <laughs> and at the time, this is scandalous. They're not even married yet. The people outside of Mary's camp must have thought this was a most horrible thing. But Joseph and the others, they don't even know that this is a God thing yet. Because God went to Mary first. He said, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then Joseph was like, Meh. so watch this. I'm going to read this to you so that you can have some perspective on this. So this is Matthew 1, 19-24. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, talking about Mary, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. So they're already engaged. They're already prepared to be married. There's a plan in place for all this to happen. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared in, in a dream and Joseph and said, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, this is verse 23. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. So Joseph, in this moment of discombobulation, has to trust 
God that the plan that was already in order stays in order. So Joseph has to trust God that this is what he is supposed to do. And what he does is simply continue on with the plans that were already in place. He was already engaged to Mary. The plan was to get married and have kids. So that is what he did. Instead of breaking it off, he trusted God and continued with the plan. So he was living life, loving Jesus, so to speak. So this thing, this wrench comes in. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mary's pregnant. I haven't been with her in that way. I, and I now have the right as, as because, you know, this thing was not the appropriate way in man's world. And so they, they could stone her to death and, and all these things. So he's going to break it off. So his discombobulation is like, okay, oh, oh no, this is not the way it was planned. This is not, now I have a defiled wife. This is what's going through his brain. And then when, when God says, hey, get, no, 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 chill, bro, chill. You're going to be fine. This is the plan. And you already plan to marry her and have kids anyway, so just continue with the plan. Does that make sense? So when a wrench gets thrown into the plan, it doesn't necessarily change the plan. We just have to trust that the plan will still work, including a workaround. I'm going to put it to you this way. If you work in computers or you work, I do a lot of graphic design. If I can't figure out how to do something the way I'm supposed to do it, I do a workaround. It takes a little bit longer, but the product ends up being the same. So like when I'm creating a logo or I'm helping somebody with a painting or something of that nature, um, and something goes awry in that, I may have to go to YouTube, I may have to go call a friend, I may have to do some things to figure out how to make this thing do what I wanted to do. And then the plan continues on once I figure out how that section works. So yes, a wrench gets thrown into it, but the plan is still to create that thing in the end. So it may take a little longer, your path may get a little bit wider, but you're still gonna get to the same result. So it may be some, so, so including that work, and that's what I mean by including that workaround, or, or something doesn't add up properly in Excel at your job or whatever, whatever you do for a living, you know? So these kinds of things kind of mess you up and you get all discombobulated. And we have the option of that if you quit, the plan doesn't take place, but if you continue anyway, it'll take place. So it may feel that we've been like sent into this whirlwind when something goes awry in our lives, but it does not mean that all things have been destroyed. The reality is if we continue on our plan, trusting that God has our back and the plan is his plan to begin with, there should be nothing to worry about. The confusion and disorder comes when we stop trusting that God is the author of our plan. And if we continue to let the confusion and disorder take over, that's when we get thrown for a loop or a downward spiral and our direction gets all nutty and crazy. So we start to lose direction when we let that confusion or we let that one thing sneak in to the plan. So God is not the author of confusion. And when we understand that, we can focus in the right areas to continue moving forward. So, so I put together a little list. This is this is what, a couple ways to do things. Be obedient. Makes sense. Do not let confusion get in the way. Do not let questions get in the way. And I'll explain that in just a minute. And do what the Lord commands. <laughs> so if we look at it from this perspective, if we're obedient to God's word, 
we should not fall into confusion so it will not get in the way. So if we're just doing what God tells us to do, and if he's not the author of confusion, then we shouldn't fall into confusion. Does that make sense? It's a, it, and, and I'll put it to you, it, it's good to ask questions. So when I put up here, do not let questions get in the way, but this is what I mean. So it's good to ask questions about life, about these things, but questions like this. When does this always happen to me? Why did this happen? Why do I always mess things up? When am I going to get mine? These questions, these are the questions that lead to discombobulation. That's hard to say and totally drive us off course because now we're lingering or we're, we're positioning ourselves in the confusion because we're asking those types of questions. Well, how come this, that, how come that, 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 and why do you know these kinds of things? So those are the kinds of questions that we actually need to remove from our mind so that we can move forward. And then when it says, let's see, what does the Lord, what, what does the Lord command? Well, what does the word say about our situation? And what does God say? We'll do those things. And so if you're a Bible person, you might want to go, hey, even if you make life simple, Google your situation and then Google a verse. Hey, my situation versus with that situation. There's a bunch of people out there that put lists out of all kinds of different scriptures that you can go after and look at and go, oh, make sure to read those scriptures in context. Don't just take it for whatever, you know, <laughs> but do the things that God says to do. And here's a great way to start. Watch this. So here's Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Dun, 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 dun. And lean not on your own understanding. So I'm going to say that again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust God with his understanding. Don't lean on your understanding because your understanding becomes confusion. So you have to be careful. In all your ways, acknowledge him, capital H, Jesus. And we, and he shall direct your path. So for acknowledging him and, and we're trusting him, he's going to lead the full direction of where we're going. And it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Talk to God. Talk to the Holy Spirit. He guides and directs. So you might want to have communication with the Spirit of God that lives inside of you and lives with you to help give you direction. And it says, so do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So depart from evil. Depart from confusion. Depart from discombobulation. Depart from the things that make things bad. It's like I tell, I used to tell my kids this all the time. So... Did you finish your food? Well, yes. Well, let me look in your bowl. Well, you still have food in your bowl. Well, I didn't want to get in trouble. Well, you get in trouble for lying. <laughs> so no matter what you just did, if you just told the truth, hey, you know what, Pops, I'm full. You know, I, I, I can't finish this food that you gave me. All right, we'll figure something out. And you just be honest. So basically, you're just not being wise in your own eyes, right? And verse 8 says, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. So when you're trusting in the Lord with all your heart and you're leaning on God's understanding and you're acknowledging him and he's directing your path and you're not being wise in your own eyes and you fear the Lord and you depart from evil, guess what? You gain health and strength and you get to move forward back on the plan. Matthew 6.33 says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So, hey, when, when something goes awry in your life, when something gets messy, or most of the time when we're having a bad day, it's actually because we're lingering on the thing that messed us up. I remember one day I came out from my house, we're getting ready to go to church, and my whole awning, I live in a mobile home, so my whole awning collapsed, 
and the only thing that saved it was a drain pipe just happened to land in the dirt just right and held up the piece of awning that broke. Oh my goodness. Well, praise the Lord that that happened. That's why I'm a tither. He shall rebuke the devourer for our sake. <laughs> so our cars didn't get destroyed underneath this thing. So we went to church. I think, well, I, no, there we go. I think I called off church and I w- went to Home Depot, got some four by fours because we have contingency funds because we're smart, right? We think that way. And uh, so we went and got some four by fours and me and my kids, bam, we put it back together. We were done in a day, you know? And we just continued with life. So we didn't linger on that. We didn't push. We're like, oh, man, that thing, I can't believe it. And then every day I see those four by fours, I think, no, no, I can't believe that that thing broke. Because it just messes with you all day long. And because we're lingering on the thing that messed us up, if we could just get past that thing and stay focused on our plan that's ahead of us, we won't get discombobulated. You might for a moment, oh, no, this thing happened. So you have to kind of figure figure yourself out and straighten yourself up and go, okay, I'm going to go take care of this thing now. Just go get it fixed, right? And that's the way things have to happen sometimes. We have to figure out how to get past these things that cause confusion. So if you don't want to be discombobulated, follow the things that God has for you to do. Stop worrying about that thing and stop making it a priority So whenever that confusion comes in, if you make it a priority, if you make the confusion the priority in your day, your day is going to be a wreck. If you make God the priority over the confusion, your day is going to be full of joy and it's going to be fabulous. Right on. Right on. Right on.